I didn't even get a chance to read this last night, so. Hallelujah. This was done on December 1st. And a lot of people were gone for the Thanksgiving holidays. And personally, I think this is the best sermon I ever preached. For me, at least it was a life-changing experience for me. Maybe it wasn't for anybody else, but my life completely turned around and went a different way. Not that I was a great sinner. Um, there were just some things that I listened to, I'll, I'll put it honestly, the news on the radio, maybe once or twice a week, that I found it was making me angry. And it wasn't helping me to, it wasn't helping my walk in the Lord. I'll just put it mildly and bluntly. That's a good way to put it. And I'm going to share a little bit out of here out of this sermon since some of you weren't there and Isaiah Father I just thank you for the word that shall go forth this morning in power and might and I thank you God that I'm led by your Holy Spirit and as I share these things this sermon this morning that your word will loosen, shake off weights and sins that so easily beset us. Just shake them off. I, I see it in the spirit. They just shake off. And I thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. So it says in Isaiah 61, verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul will exalt my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks herself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as surely as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring forth, for surely the Lord God will cause righteousness and justice and praise to spring forth before all nations through the self-fulfilling power of his word. Hallelujah. People are getting off of his word. And I said this, this mor that morning, and it's the truth. Honey, if you can turn this heater behind me on. I will never, ever, I have never, ever heard Jesus gripe and complain about the government. I can't find that anywhere in the scripture. Never, and it was pretty bad back then, never 
The only time Paul did was when they arrested him and then he told them to come back here and apologize to me. He didn't really complain about them. He just said, make it public. In Jeremiah 15, verse 20 and 21 in the Amplified, 15, 16, I'm sorry. Your words were found and I ate them. And your words were to me a joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Verse 20. And I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail over you. For I am with you to save and deliver you, says the Lord. Verse 21. And I will deliver you out of the hands of the wicked, and I will redeem you out of the, the palms of the terrible and ruthless tyrants. I said, if more people would read this instead of complaining about everything going around them, then they would begin to see themselves as a mighty, mighty men of valor and women of valor and zeal. You know, the Bible says, and I'm going to stop here with this, the zeal of God has consumed me. Think about that. The zeal of God has consumed me. That's exciting when you think about that. You need to confess it. God, your zeal has consumed me. Psalms 1-1, if we could turn there today. Well, first, Psalms 16-3. I thank you, Lord, for this word this morning. Your word is powerful. Your Holy Spirit is powerful. I've seen in the last three weeks where God has changed and rearranged lives to where the Holy Spirit has moved in in situations and circumstances and completely rearranged them immediately. Things that looked impossible became possible. Circumstances and situations that seemed lost and hopeless became fulfilled and hopeful. For God, you are mighty. You're holy. You've anointed us. Greater are you that's in us than he that's in the world. And we're the, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And as we walk, God, in these final days, as we see the coming of the Lord drawing nigh, we rejoice in the greatness of your power and your presence. Let the world get off in whatever they will get off in because that's part of the predictions for this hour. I pray for their souls that they would come to know you. Yet we are to walk forward in the mighty power and anointing of God. We are to fulfill those things on this earth that you have called us to fulfill. You've made a straight way for those that will serve you. And we choose to walk in that way, God. We will not turn to the left, 
to the left or the right, but we will walk head on, rejoicing and expecting to see your glory at any moment. For all the signs that need to be fulfilled for your coming have been fulfilled. So we cry out to you, come Lord Jesus, come. And we thank you, God, as we allow the Holy Spirit, we pray in the Holy Spirit, and we allow the Holy Spirit to have free reign in our lives through our prayer language, that he speaks forth those things that he hears from heaven and that they shall be fulfilled. As Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. Let us be that church that prays and seeks your face turns from our wicked ways and moves forward, prepared and ready to go forth in the anointing of God. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out devils. Jesus, you said that we were to freely give as we have received. And we thank you, God, for the privilege that we have to be called in this hour by you. And we expect, we expect signs to follow your word when it's spoken out of our mouths. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 16, 3. As for the godly, the saints, are you a saint? I'm a saint. <laughs> Who are in the land, they are excellent, the noble, and the glorious, in whom is all my delight. So you are his delight. Hallelujah. Say that with me. I am God's delight. Do you know when, when, God, when someone is delighted in you? You know, you may have grown up all your life and maybe felt like you weren't really delightful to your parents. Well, you are of another family. You've been born into a whole different family. And our Father, our Father sees us as His sons and daughters created in His righteousness in right standing with him. That is so powerful when you think of that. You can lay aside everything that was ever spoken to you or said to you or anything that the enemy, like I said in the early class, his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And in, in many cases, he did a real good job as people grew up doing that. But I'm here to tell you, you are no longer part of that system. You're of God's system. You're God's child. And he is, he is completing in you his godlike qualities that he made, in, he made you in his own image. And he has spoken things about you and into you from the foundations of the earth. And now the Holy Spirit is taking those things as you pray in the Holy Ghost and he is fulfilling that walk in you. Hallelujah. Psalms 1-1. Blessed, happy, 
fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Hallelujah. So we are the blessed ones. You know, when, when a bad thought comes to you or tries to pull you down, you say, no, God's word says I am a blessed one. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. And everything I put my hand to shall prosper because God's word says that of me. There's a whole new change of thinking according to the word of God that he, is, he has placed for you to walk in. He put it in his word. And in this hour, I know that God is, is revealing some of the mysteries that people have not understood. They're for this time, this age that we walk in. But I will say one thing. We are to rise up, shake ourselves off, shake all the stuff off that would try to pull us down and lift our heads up and walk forward as mighty kings and priests in the kingdom of God. That's what God's word says about us. We need to know who we are and we need to know who he is. And he is all powerful. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the mighty God of Israel. He fights our battles for us. Every day, every day, things are going on around us that we don't even know. You know, I've sat driving the car and watched cars almost hit cars and all of a sudden they're moved out of the way. And you'll look at there's a Christian sticker on that car or something, the one that was not hit. God is moving mightily continually around us with his angels every day. You are to win, you're not to lose. God is a good God. Nehemiah 8, you're going to have to dig around in some areas where maybe you're not. You have to go to the front of the book, be my guest. Nehemiah 8. Pastor can tell me what page it's on. See who gets there first. It's back there in that part you don't read a lot. Hallelujah. 651. If you have our Bible. If you don't. It's back here. Nehemiah 8. It's back here in the... After Ezra. After Ezra that's, well, those are the areas where you're usually... Or it's near Esther. It's right before Esther. Nehemiah 8.10. Then Ezra told them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our God, and be not grieved and depressed, for the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. The joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold.
Hallelujah. So the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved and sad. And all the people went their way to eat, drink their portions, and make great rejoicing, for they had understood the words that were declared unto them. Church, in this hour, we are to understand the words that are declared unto us. I say again, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're more than a conqueror. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Prosperity is yours. That is not even a, a question with God. As far as God sees you, if you're a tither and a giver, prosperity is yours. You are prosperous. That, that's his desire. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. Hallelujah. In other words, there can be three things out there. There's the best, there is the, you know, what is it, perfect, oh gosh, what is it, 30, 60, 100 fold. His, he always wants you to have the 100 fold. In other words, you go out and you look at three things, one is, one is the best in your eyes, and there's, well, I'll settle for that, and then is one, I don't want this God. God, if you will put your faith out there, will give you the one that you want. Now, you might have to wait a little while if you're desiring to pay cash for it, but it'll get there. But if you desire to make payments for it, that's still yours. God always makes a way. I've never, it's, it's always amazed me how God has an answer for every circumstance and situation. We just need to hear, pray in the Holy Ghost, know the word, and do go by his leading. There's already a straight and narrow path set forward for us. All we need to do is listen to the voice of God and walk in it. That's so exciting. 20, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. I like verse 4. Let's look at verse 4. Well, I like all of the 23rd Psalm. You know, I found that. In my, I'll be doing my Bible reading at night, and the Lord will tell me, go to the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. To feed, guide, and shield me. He makes me, he makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pasture, and he leads me beside still and restful waters. He doesn't lead you into strife. He doesn't lead you into confusion. He leads you where there's still and restful waters. Hallelujah. So if, you, if the, uh, the other junk's going on around you, you know that's not God. So you know you can take authority over it or get up and walk away. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness and right standing with him. He's going to lead you in the path of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him, not for my earning it, but for his name's sake. Thank you, Jesus. 
Yea, though I walk through the deep, sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will fear and dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over. Talk about having no lack. Surely only goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life and through the length of my days the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. He's saying here that he will follow me all the days of my life and through the length of my days. So he's promising here that goodness and mercy shall follow you. When, it, when the opposite tries to come, like I said, the enemy comes for one reason, to kill, steal, and destroy. Tell him, I'm not having any of it. You don't belong here. I'm not having it. Psalms 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? No one. The Lord is my refuge, is the refuge, refuge and the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Because he's your refuge. He's your stronghold. You know, when, when, you, when we get a, get a full view of who is surrounding us, leading us, guiding us, in front of us, behind us, we see that the God of glory is there to protect his own. Think of that. Think of it. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm thirty-five, twenty-seven. We must say this continually. How many said this this week? I believe this scripture I gave last week, if I'm not mistaken. Let those who favor my righteous cause and have pleasure in my uprightness shout for joy and be glad and say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, me. You take pleasure in the prosperity of me. You know, people might look at you and say, well, aren't you trying to be a little, a hog here of wanting it all? Yes, I want it all. I don't want part of, I don't want just a portion. I'd hate to get to heaven and hear, well, you just got a portion of everything I had planned for you out there. Not a hog hog, but you know, you're trying to be, take everything, you know what I mean? 
Psalm 91, 10 and 11. I don't know about you, but this is making me excited. It's going to tell you who you are and who he is and who we need to depend upon. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable, shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand, shall remain stable and fixed un under the shadow of the Almighty whose, foe, whose power no foe can withstand. In other words, you are fully protected as you stay in the secret place of the Most High. Don't walk out from under it. Stay there. We've all walked out from under. It's not worth it. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. On Him lean and rely, and in Him I confidently trust. I confidently trust. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 10. There shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your, come near your tent or your dwelling. Thank God we don't have to live in tents. I don't like to go camping. I don't like tents. They're dirty. Ask pastor. I'd be in there sweeping it all the time. Every speck. You know, three little boys, they hated going camping with me because I brought this tub and everybody had to bath, have a bath at night. This big old tub. Like, Mom, it's too bad you're not getting in that bed, in that tent, dirty. I'm not for that. Give me a five-star hotel any day. I'm not going to wall her out in the dirt. Some people enjoy that. I did it with the kids. The coyotes howling and all that stuff. We went camping one time and the mountain lion was in heat. That was really something, let me tell you. I have never. I mean, you know, we used to raise Siamese cats. That was something when they were in heat. But boy, I'll tell you, that mountain lion was really something. And I looked at Pastor and I said, or I thought, what are we here for? Then we went down to the lake or whatever it was and came back and all our cooking utensils were stolen. <laughs> I don't think we were Christians then, were we? We were. Well, we didn't know our, we did not know our authority. Or you would have gone out and rebuked that mountain lion. <laughs> okay. He will give his angels order He will give order, order, that word is, his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. Trust me, we used to hear and believe the other way. That's why, you know, God allows this stuff to happen to you. What a bunch of baloney. You don't want to believe that. God came to give life in life more abundantly. Amen. I can't blame, you know, if I sat there and listened to that teaching, um, I had a Bible. That's why you need to go and, that's why we give so many, much scripture. 
to be honest with you, is so you have enough scripture to ram it down the enemy's throat all week long. Psalms 103, 1, 2 through 5. So I may as well just do 1 through 5. <laughs> Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that the youth is renewed like the eagles. Listen to this, ladies. So that your youth is renewed as the eagles. I don't plan like looking 90 when I'm 70. I'm going to tell you right now. Whose youth is renewed as the eagles. Glory to God. How many women believe that your youth is renewed as the eagles? I mean, you're not going to have a big beak or anything, but your youth will be renewed as the eagles. Hallelujah. Some people God has spoken to specifically do certain things and they find themselves in a mess. Go back. Go back to the last thing he told you to do and do it. Is it raining? Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I know you don't like to get your Corvette wet, but it's getting wet out there. Hallelujah. But the 89 has never been wet once. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Jesus. We need to just stop and thank him for the rain. He's a good God. You know, all these people are proclaiming all this stuff over California. God is not going to drop us in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, this will make liars out of them. It's raining. It's beginning to rain. You allow the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to come, and I guarantee you it will start raining. Psalms 107, 19, and 20. Boy, when it decided to rain, it decided to pour. Thank you, Lord. Just let it rain spiritually and physically. Then they cry to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivers them out of their distresses. He sent his word and heals them and rescues them from the pit and destruction. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all destruction. Say all with me. From all. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Psalms 118.17. Now that is real rain. 
How many ever saw that movie, Sarah Plain and Ugly, or what? No. Wait. Plain and tall. What a what a that woman is beautiful. What a that's insulting to me. I'm sorry, but remember when they were waiting for rain on that movie and the little boy put the glass out there and kept waiting and waiting. How many saw that movie? If I'm just talking to two of us, then forget it. Anyway, she marries this guy that lives out in the middle of some desert place in America and they don't have rain. It's drought, the dirt. And so she goes back to Boston or wherever she was from with the kids. Till, so he can sit on his ranch and wait for the rain. And finally it rains and, and they're out there dancing in it. They're so excited about the rain. Thank you, Jesus. I just thank you for this rain. <laughs> Psalms 118:17. I shall not die but live and shall declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. I know that my Hawaiian garden in my backyard is having a party. You know when we sing that song, I always want to start laughing when it talks about the leaves, the trees clapping their hands unto the Lord. I'll bet you my hibiscus are clapping to the Lord right now. Psalms 119.25. Hallelujah. We should go take pictures of it. Um, my earthly life cleaves. I don't think that's the one I wanted. 119, 25, well, let's see. Oh, that's right. My earthly life cleaves to the dust. Revive and stimulate me according to your word. Why don't we all say that? Revive and stimulate me according to your word. Let's all say it. Revive and stimulate me according to your word. One more time because some of you need it. Revive and stimulate me according to your word. You know, have you been murmuring and complaining this week, saying, I'm tired, I'm tired? Do you know the more you say you're tired, the tireder you get? Have you ever felt that? I'm getting tireder. I don't know why. I w <laughs> And this is the one you kept telling me I had wrong. I will be revived and stimulated according to your word. Hallelujah. Verse 89. In other words, you're going to have a great revival in your life. You're going to be stimulated. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, stands firm as the heavens. Forever, O Lord, 
Thy word is settled in heaven forever. When we speak his word to him, and we believe his word, and we keep speaking it, it is settled in heaven. God is jealous and anxious to perform his word for us. He's just said, he's up there saying, come on, come on, come on, speak it forth. Speak it forth. Rise up and speak it forth. I'm going to tell you folks, there's enough Christians out there murmuring and complaining at what's going on in the world. You be one that speaks forth the word of God and you watch what's going to happen. You're going to get extremely blessed and the rest are going to stay miserable. It's the truth. <laughs> Psalms 138.8 I like verse 2 in this. Um, let's do verse 1 and 2. I will confess and praise you, O God, with my whole heart. Before the God will I sing praises to you. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth and faithfulness. For you exalted above all else your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above your name. This is how powerful the word of God is. He has magnified, look at what the word says here. For you have magnified thy word above your name. And we know how powerful the name of Jesus is. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. He has exalted his word above his name. That's why if we take the word of God and we stand on the word of God, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm a word of faith person. Because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please him. And I'm not going to be a person that is not pleasing God. You know, when I was in the world, I lived my life to the fullness in the world. world. But when I accepted Jesus, I thought about it for quite a while because I knew when I accept him, that I'm going to live for him to my, to my 100%. Remember the time it rained so hard the roof started leaking with Keith Holiday was here? Do not leak in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Take the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. John 1.1. 1, 1. God. How can I put this? I want to put this right. God programmed the universe to speak his word and for his word to not come back void. In other words, we are, this universe operates 
perfectly through the word of God. I hope you all understand what I'm saying. The Lord knows exactly what I'm saying. It's the best way I could explain it. God created this universe to operate by the word of God. God said, God said, God said, God said, Genesis 1-1, God said and it was, God said and it was, God said and it was. Same way today, God's word said and it is. God's word said and it is. We can't let doubt get in there. Well, it might work this time, it might not. No, God's word says and it is. Well, your body hurts. God's word says and it is. Amen. Well, look at your check. No, God's word says, and it is. Don't limit him. Don't limit him by the five physical senses. I've seen people that need help, and people offer to give them money, and they say, no, that's okay. That is ridiculous. I'm being honest. The Bible says, shall men give into your bosom, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And if, you're, if the, God sends a man to give into you and you say, no, that's all right, I'm going to tell you, God, I'm going to be sending too many more. This is a sign and wonder for us today. Listen to the sermon. Listen to the rain. Oh boy, here it comes. 138, verse 8. This is what the Lord told me last night. The Lord is becoming very firm in his instructions. This is not a time to play around or take a vacation from his word or prayer. We must seek him. This is not a time to be playing around in the things of the world or take a vacation from the word or his instruction. You need the word. You need prayer. You need to praise him. Matthew six thirty three. How many can quote that scripture? Anybody? Anybody want to try? Once we get there, I bet you all are going to go, yeah, I could quote that. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Luke twelve thirty one. Gee, how many brought your umbrellas today? No. <laughs> you threw them back in the closet. You know, you need to come expecting. Amen. Amen. 
You know, some people that hear us that are Christians are going to think we're pretty weird because we believe this. You are out of the ordinary. I want you to know that, okay? Most people would rather gravel around and grumble and whatever. Only aim at and strive for and seek his kingdom, and all these things shall be supplied to you also. Wow. Listen to this. Listen to this. Only aim and strive for and seek his kingdom with all these, and all these things shall be supplied to you also. Do not be seized with alarm and struck with fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Glory to God. Listen to this. Sell what you possess and give donations to the poor. Provide yourself with purses and handbags and do, that do not grow old and unfailing and an inexhaustible treasure in heaven where no thief comes near or moth, nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Keep your loins girded and your lamps burning. And I could do this whole sermon on that last scripture but I don't want to. Keep your loins girded and your, and your lamps burning. Bur, burning. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's a good sermon. I'll let Pastor do that one. Okay, let's move on. Isaiah 55, 6. In other words, watch what you're doing. A lot of people think the grass is greener on the other side of the hill. 55.6. Man, this is no time to be messing around with anything. Don't even look at it. Don't even turn your head towards it. Don't even think it. Don't, don't even go there. Run. There used to be a song. Run, Samson, run. What was it? Run, Samson, run, Delilah's on the... On her way. On her way. No, that's not it. It rhymed. It was, it was not. <laughs> it, it rhymed. Run, Samson, run, Delilah's on her way. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Your poetry. I'm talking about the song somebody sang. Run, Samson, run. Remember that song? Mike, you're about my age. <laughs> Do? Okay. Delilah's on her way. Okay. <laughs> Isaiah 55, 6. You know, it's good to laugh in church. Not too many other places you can laugh. Seek, inquire for, and require of the Lord while he may be found claiming. He by 
claiming him by necessity and by right. Call upon him while he is near. So right now, this is for us. That's why he said the Lord is becoming very firm in his instruction. This is not a time to play around, okay? So, seek, inquire for, and require of the Lord while he may be found. Claiming him by necessity and by right, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let them turn to the Lord. You notice he says the unrighteous man his thoughts. I'll tell you it's your thoughts that are going to get you in trouble. An idle mind can think a lot of things and be shocked when they come into your mind. How many of you ever just gone on a ride? You're the passenger. You're just looking out the window, thinking nothing. I've done that before. How many have ever done that? Just like zip your mind, just went clear of everything. That's just, that was just idle time. So now what I do is I pray for everybody we go by. <laughs> Hallelujah, I try to. Okay, next. Where was I? Deuteronomy 4.29. We're almost done. Well, with the first page. Oh, no. We'll do Deuteronomy 4.29 and stop. This is a really good rain. Don't go downtown. The streets will be How many know that? Deuteronomy 10, 29. What did I say? 429, I'm sorry. I'm ready to go play in the rain. Deuteronomy 429. For all the you that listen in India, we haven't had rain in California for a long time, so... We're rejoicing. Okay. But if from there you will seek, inquire for, and require as necessity the Lord your God, and you will find him if you truly seek him with all your heart and mind and soul and life. When you are in the tribulation and in all these things come upon you, in the latter days, you will turn to the Lord, your God, and be obedient to his voice. For the Lord, your God, is merciful, is a merciful God. He will not fail you or destroy, destroy you or forget the covenant of your fathers, which he, which he swore to them. Now listen, we're in the last days, okay? Look at what he's saying here. The Lord God is merciful God. He will not fail or destroy you or forget the covenant of your fathers which you swore to them. We are in the latter days. I'm not, we're not going through the tribulation, folks. I'll just tell you right now. But we're going to go through the pre-tribulation. 
and we're, we're I would say that we're going into that right now and I, when you are in tribulation if you miss the rapture which I don't believe anybody here will but I do know some people that are backslidden they better get themselves together and get it together now run to the church and pray Anybody within the sound of my voice? And all these things come upon you in the latter days. You will turn to the Lord and God and your God and be obedient to his voice. You know, the rapture is nothing for a born-again believer that's serving God and sitting in church and serving him to the best of their ability to be afraid of. All it is is a catching away. That's, that's what the rapture is. It's a Calling away. Jesus is going to, there's going to be a trumpet that sounds. We'll hear it. And we're out of here. We're out of here. In a twinkling of a, as fast as you can blink, we're up there. The dead in Christ who went on before us will come up, meet us in the air. And we're out of here. Nothing to be afraid of. It's, it's actually something to be very excited about. It could happen right now, and I would be very happy. Seriously. Anytime, Lord, is fine. But a lot of people are concerned about that. Don't be concerned. Start rejoicing. Start looking up. Your redemption draweth nigh. You know, this is the... This is the thing that the Christians have been believing for would happen for years and we're in the time now where there is nothing left that has to take place. Let's go. Amen. But you might want to underline this in case anybody that you know, you know, that's not here. Um, I don't believe anybody from our church is going to miss it, but you need to have your Bibles underlined for, you know, so people can find them and know what's going on. Amen. Okay, we're done. We're finished. Praise the Lord. You're out 10 minutes early. You should be rejoicing. Am I right? My clock, clock, clock. My clock is wrong. What time is it? <laughs>